0: Farmers' markets create community and, of course, provide fresh, delicious local food for all their customers. But what can you do if there is no farmers' markets in your area? My guest today solved the problem in the most logical way. Welcome to the Homesteading Roller Coaster. My name is Ilaria and in this podcast, I share my family's adventures on Tatum Hills Farm, our property on Nanowall Country, just outside of Canberra, Australia. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. In this podcast, we discuss anything to do with farm life, homesteading, sustainable living, growing your own and much more. So let's get started. Today, I'm really excited to bring you an interview with homesteading queen, Ruth Gaha Morris. Ruth is deeply involved in the food sovereignty movement locally and internationally and is extremely knowledgeable in all things sourdough, fermenting, yogurt and much more. I first met Ruth years ago through Owning Lamas, the local homesteading Facebook group and our farmers markets. Thank you Ruth for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Thanks Lavia, it's really good.
0: So, I think, first of all, if you could introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit because I know you do so many diverse things, um, that would be great. Um,
1: thank you. Yes, I mostly work in in the community in my local community with farmers' markets and promoting different ways for farmers to directly access markets in our in our region, farmers and producers. And um, I also have my own small business called Scrumpus Garden, which is mostly around working with found and foraged foods and ensuring there's minimal food waste in our, in our local systems. And then I do some work with the New South Wales Farmers Market Alliance and the Australian Food Sovereignty Alliance and with the Committee on World Food Security in the Civil Society Mechanism.
0: So... I think today we will focus more on your experience running the local farmers markets and um, I'll be keen in finding out a little bit more about So can you tell us maybe what your role is and how you got involved into this adventure?
1: Yes, um, currently I'm managing the farmer's markets. Um, I originally got involved when I moved to Bungendore, our small country town, and it didn't have a farmer's market. And I was used to shopping in farmer's markets in the towns where I had lived before. I also came from a recent farming background, so I was really keen on having local fresh food. I knew we had lots of farmers around and lots of people involved in the urban homesteading, and I joined a group that was a local food swap which was really great for meeting people in the area doing the same things and wanting to be involved in their local food systems and from that group I got involved with Southern Harvest which was a farmers organisation and they were looking to start a farmers market, which was ideal for me because I really wanted to stop travelling into Canberra, which was forty-five minutes away, to get my food on the weekends at the farmers market, and just be able to walk down the street in my local town and 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 do our shopping. Um, we started the farmers market about six years ago now, and it's it's had its ups and downs, but it's 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 hung in there, and we have a, a great local following now, and we probably have a um, fluctuating stalls between about 8 and 15 different farmers and producers that come along to our markets and um, and a big community stall which has lots of the Southern Harvest members who sell their product at that stall and um, it's good for them because they don't have to always attend the markets and uh, it's a good little outlet where they can't be there themselves.
0: Yes, actually, I can attest to that because I'm one of the people selling through the community store. For me, being a very, very small producer of soap, having um, to attend the market just wasn't really worth it. But for me, the fact that you guys provide that table where I can have my products still seen and sold without me being there is extremely valuable so you said you found people who um, were selling locally or were at least producing locally how easy was it to get them on board and uh, say come and have a table and a store at the market
1: it was it was actually really easy initially we had um, a lot of interest from local local farmers and producers but we had also done a lot of community consultation and there were a few other small local markets in the region and those storeholders were happy to travel to this market and have a try and see how it went and um, so initially we started with a, a really big group when the farmers market first opened and it dwindled a little bit over the years Um, We've had some ups and downs where there were markets with very few storeholders and it wasn't really viable because there wasn't enough diversity for the shoppers, um, which is where the community store really came into its own and provided that greater diversity. And also, I think over the recent couple of years, which have been really difficult with bushfires and with COVID lockdowns, The market has picked up again because people have really engaged with their local community and wanted to support um, the farmers and the producers in their area and get their food closer to home.
0: Yes, I think that is one of the positives that have come out of the last couple of years. People are really looking closer for their food. So... On a day-to-day or week-to-week, what is your role? You said that you're the manager and obviously you were instrumental in getting things going at the beginning. And so now that you've got a number of producers that sell either through the um, community table or physically there in person, what is your role as a manager? So if somebody's listening and they might be thinking, oh, that could be a cool thing to do in our town, what kind of uh, time commitment and skills do they need to have to get things off the ground?
1: For a small market it's it's not that huge a time commitment I think when I first started doing managing the markets for Southern Harvest um, that was my only role with Southern Harvest it's now much bigger but we can talk about that another time but when it started with the markets uh, I was paid 12 hours a week and that included all the on the day stuff and a few hours of administration work during the week. 12 hours a week was really more than enough to to organize each week's market and run the market on the day with things like doing some promotion with newsletters, uh, liaising with storeholders to make sure who's going to be there and what their needs are whether they need power or shade or uh, to hire some sort of equipment like we keep some marquees and tables for people who don't have their own and then organizing what's going to be on the community stall and whether people need much space there.
0: Do you have volunteers? So I know there's always people at the community stall. Are those volunteers or are those employees? Like how do you manage those people there?
1: We actually didn't need a very big workforce until COVID happened and what we did was we moved to a system where uh, the consumer can't touch the product until they've bought it just to keep everything really safe for people which meant we needed someone to who was different, who was handling the money and the till, and someone who was handling the products? People didn't handle dirty money and then handle product because we didn't have the facilities for hand washing and I didn't want to have the waste of having gloves and paper towels and things like that. So we use a lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> but one person managing the front of the stall and getting people's orders out for them and another one at the back managing the money and the till meant that we needed more staff. Mostly they were volunteers initially and volunteers who are farmers or producers who have their stock on the stall mean that they no longer pay a hefty commission on their stock because they're giving their time instead. After a while we found that it wasn't going to be viable to continue to rely on, on volunteers every week. It's not fair on them and we were earning enough from the community stall to be able to pay a second person so then i became like an operational manager and sat and we paid a second person to be an on the ground manager of that community stall every week and that's been really really good and we've we've created some jobs in our community which weren't there before.
0: Yeah, no, sounds great. So I guess the, the take-home message is you can start with volunteers and see how you go and find your feet. And then as things progress and you start to earn money, you can reinvest it back in the community and also get yourself a more reliable workforce, I guess, um, that is there every week. So you said that when you started, there was the Southern Harvest already in place. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that is and also how that helped your getting the market up and running and if you needed anything else in place?
1: Yeah, um, Southern Harvest was originally set up by local councils in our region um, and it was an initiative to increase tourism associated with food and farming and it was set up by economic development officers across the 17 regional councils around the Australian Capital Territory. Uh, After a couple of years the the funding sort of ran out and the farmers that were involved with it decided that they wanted to continue but as a farmers organisation because that's where most of the membership was. There were farmers and producers that were working to increase their you know, direct sale markets in the region and, and, and sort of lost that kind of tourism um, focus. By this stage we had started the markets at Bungandor and what we had used, we had used a framework that was provided by the Australian Farmers Market Alliance for starting and managing authentic farmers markets. Authentic being produce only sold direct from the farmers with very transparent um, labelling around origin and how things are grown and and um, also only food and farming products, not crafts and arts and, and things like that. Sometimes those things come in, like we have a wood turner who comes and sells product at the market, but he utilises um, timber from that is salvaged from local farms and uh, grown on local farms, and it's usually products that can be used in food farming type context. Yeah, and those those guidelines from the Australian Farmers Market Federation. Or alliance can duplicate it in many countries that are have very similar kind of guidelines for setting up your own markets, and individuals or organisations can can do this with a little bit of maybe consultation with their local councils.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's a good tip. So that would be the first place to look. Obviously, get to the council to make sure that you can use the space, and then get to the local farmers' markets association of sort to to see how that goes. So I guess. If someone's listening and they want to start, what has been in your experience, you know, the best part about doing what you do? I think we've got some clues from what you've said, but, yeah, I'd love to hear what you think and also what's been the hardest thing of running the show and, and organising the markets.
1: Uh, I think for me the best part was something I wasn't expecting. It was the community and being um, being involved in on many levels with, with the community around not only the farming and how the food is grown, but cooking the food, eating the food, sharing it with people. And like our, our community has become really, really strong, and it's not just the markets. So there's so much more to it. Um, but also being able to source that food every week for my family, and I know where it comes from, and I know it's clean, and it's healthy and very fresh.
0: And the hardest thing?
1: Really around... Helping people change their shopping behaviours. We are, in our current Western societies, very reliant on, on shopping in supermarkets and big retail stores that make it really, really easy to access um, products. But those products might not be healthy for us and healthy for our planet. And it's helping people realise that they can do their shopping in a different way, that feeds feeds their family cleanly and looks after the environment and supports their local communities and it's not actually hard but that that can be really difficult to convince people and one of the things we did that has made it really much easier for people and made them able to access it more is start an online shop that is the same as our farmers market but people who can't access the farmers market can access the shop and pick it up in other ways so they still have access to those wonderful products and that was again a good thing that came out of covid
0: (laughs) well thank you so much ruth for your time and thank you very much for all your hard work that you do in our community from both a personal and community point of view i know that we're much better off for having um, you helping out and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon yes thank you i'd like that you can find ruth on her business page on facebook at scrumper's garden And that's it for another episode of the Homesteading Rollercoaster. If you enjoyed the content, we'd love it if you subscribed. We'd also really appreciate a rating and review on your podcast platform or send us a message. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Tatum Hills Farm. That's T-A-T-U-M Hills Farm or on our website at www.tatumhillsfarm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Bye.